You're listening to the Spirit Hunters, just a podcast. Find out about ourselves and only us and are now in public and free Discord group at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod. By the way, if you're a patron and uh, you should check your status because Patreon changed the way it does billing and it caused a bunch of fraud alerts for people that were not real. Um, but uh, if you want to use this as a convenient excuse to stop pledging, go ahead, I guess. Anyways, love you. Love you. <laughs> And welcome to season three, episode thirty of the Spirit Hunters. This is Patrick. This is Hannah. This is Joe. This is Sarah. And Megan. And Holy last shit, time. a full house. It's a whole. Oh dang, thing. full, full house. Wait, when was uh, the last time we were all together? Like genuinely. Uh, uh, let me, I can go through the records months. and tell you in midway through the episode. It was like a year ago. <laughs> Oh, it was hey, either late w- April or sometime in May. That um, sounds right. Oh my god! Do you guys want to know something insane? What? I recently looked it up, and I'm pretty sure we've been in the Chimera and Dart for two years. <laughs> no <laughs> way! <laughs> Keep in mind, it took Togashi eight years to write it, so you know we're in good company, I guess. But I guess. I'm pretty sure, uh, tastes like kid nutrition. Our first episode was two years ago. I will check the exact date, but please, Patrick, take away the rest of the intro. Jesus Christ. Load up on guns and uh, bring your friends, I suppose. Uh, last time, Pito laid a major truth bomb on Gon about Kite and Gon went through the most tragic version of puberty ever. So I cut their life into pieces, and there was his last resort. Suffocation, no breathing. Don't give a fuck if he cut his own breathing. Uh, this week, uh, Palm and Ikago play Hide the Komogi, while Poof and Yupi play Hide the King from Komogi. It sounds like, I don't know, is, to me it sounds like a uh, like maybe a really bad ro- a rom-com, where it's like, get to hide the bride or whatever, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Did I have I, I feel more like a game show. I, I guess so. Uh, it'd be like, what, what's the episode of the dating game? The uh, game? Divorce court. Oh, divorce court. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, whatever. A mixture of those two together and some put together, whatever. Oh, uh, I, have, I have some breaking news. Uh, we will not have reached two years until October 3rd. So almost hey, two years. That's me and Tommy's 17th anniversary. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. 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 So you better get ready. All right, um, we're going to talk about episode 132, or Flash and Start, or in Japanese, Senko to Hatsuto. Um, it was originally released in Japan on June 4th, 2014. The equivalent manga chapters are 308 and 309, which were released in Japan on May 17th. 2010. God, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Wait, Megan. Like, uh huh. I forget. Were you watching this as it came out? No, my friend Shannon was though, my best friend. But like, shout I, out to I, Shannon. Yeah, shout out to Shannon. OG. I would have been a. I would have been in high school. So it. I just think that I skipped Hunter. 
as it came out because I thought it was like a kid show. I wasn't really into shonen at the time. Um, I was like on my like, uh, what's it called? Hannah and Sarah might resonate with this, uh, but I was on my like- Your shoujo beat yeah, days. <laughs> yes, my shoujo beat, like my romance, like yes. give me give me the smut, give me the- <laughs> Yes! host <laughs> club. Yeah, like that kind of vibe in that in this era for me. So like I really wasn't watching um, any of like the newer shows that came out made for boys at this time. I can't even think what else came out that was like, I watched um, Attack on Titan. I did watch that, but like I feel like that's less shonen and more. What's the one for adult men? Seinen? Yeah, it's like young adults. Yeah, young, adults. young adults. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. That's almost that's almost ten, it's about ten years old now. Thirteen. It's mm-hmm. crazy. We did you like any of that B, the BL stuff though, or me? Oh, well, I was never really into BL. Um, my friend, I learned about it when I was in Japan, not from uh, from like my. Friend my study abroad friends i know way too much about it now um not too much it's it's you know you like what you like um but like i just fair no judging no judging just uh, just curious um it's a really good community though which is kind of cool um i know okay sorry off track but uh the synopsis of this episode was basically gaslight gatekeep girl boss um that was poof's motto in this episode as he and yubi um the chibi versions attempt to keep miruam from remembering kamugi they convince the king that there is nothing else he is missing as he attempts to remember what is going on post-recovery. The humans are gathering. Um, it's, the, it's not the NGL. What is the place called? It was killing me. New Gorto. Is it New Gorto? Wait, you mean what? East Gorto. East Gorto. East Gorto. Sorry about yeah. that. There's a lot of... So the... There's a lot of directions. And, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, 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 think, I think I was thinking in North Gorto, but I was like, okay, no, it's... yeah. It's east. North Korea. Direction. North Korea, my favorite uh, my favorite place to be. Korth Norea. Um, but East Korto. Um are they're gathering there and as soon and are soon to complete the ants plan. Um Poof goes to hypnotize the remaining humans, um, or attempts to go hypnotize the remaining humans. UP mentions uh Pito offhand and the king remembers uh the king begins to remember. For the king to remember, it only takes a name. That may or may not come into play <laughs> down the line. Um, the king uses his N as some form of vicious truth-telling serum slash fear gas. Um, Poof is fully bricked up for this guy. He was really, really excited <laughs> by the N. Um, what's that guy's name? Um, Hisoka vibes. True Hisoka oh. vibes for <laughs> the king. Um, Meloron and Knuckle make tactical decision to get the fuck out of there. Um, Muruam identifies Ikago and Palm as the two end users. Um, he really just says like a lady and an octopus. Um, but Poof initiates a game to prevent the king from finding Kamugi. Um, like the concept of a game like really strikes, I don't know, it really strikes the king. Like he's really like, ooh, a game, but like he doesn't know why he's so excited about a game. Um, to prevent the king from finding Kamugi, as Poof and Yupi look for Pito, unaware she's been beheaded, um, Merum will look for end user, the end users. The first person to find their target wins, but Merum can only use N one more time. Before the game starts, Pito will first attempt to kill Kamugi under the guise that he is spreading his seeds, and then the king proposes an additional prize. If the royal guards, royal guards win, he will grant them each one wish. If the king wins, Poof and Yupi must reveal their secrets. He knows. Um, but the king senses the guard's loyalty and allows this game regardless. 
it was kind of sweet in a way. <laughs> He's like, I would have killed you if I had the chance, if like you weren't this loyal, um, I guess. Um, but then Palm and Ikago meet up and drive their truck into the underground bunker. Palm's hair is covering Kamugi, protecting her from the end. I think that's, sorry, a little bit of a spoiler, but if you're curious why, it's it's that. And then they hide in her and Bezos' room. And that's kind of the end of the episode. So really just kind of set up for what's to come. Uh, yeah. Well put. Yeah. That's, the whole, that's the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. I thought yeah. what I liked about this episode was that I feel like in so many ways they're treating the king like a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, oh, don't worry about it. Let's play a game. <laughs> I, I legitimately think that's on purpose. I've yeah. previously talked about how I think there's a lot here being said about as vicious and like as you know intelligent as the king and the royal guards are, that they are effectively a child's civilization because he's literally like a couple weeks old. And like hence why they're named a combination of Egyptian gods and like characters from a french children's book so i do think in a certain way it being a game is specifically like an a nod to the distraction you would give to a child it's truly like peekaboo <laughs> 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 um or like you know like a kid i usually play the game what's that over there um whenever a kid mm-hmm. starts crying um and if they're young enough they'll like look over and then forget why they're crying <laughs> You just point at something random and they'll look at it and be like, hmm, what is that? What is that over there? And then they forget why they were crying in the first place. Kind of similar yeah, I vibes, think, I guess. For sure. I think it's like the art of diversion mm-hmm. um, and trying to keep up that pretense. Despite knowing that the king himself, he, he's probably, he's definitely onto, like, onto them, but can't quite figure out what exactly is the lie beneath mm-hmm. it all. Um, and then I think what I found interesting is that Yuki and P- and Poof are on the same level yeah. um, of like trying to keep the king from remembering Kamugi. Though I don't think it's like exactly for the same exact reason. Um, I think to keep him undistracted, but I think Poof's is a lot more personal than what Yuki's reasoning would be because I think like Poof is just a hater, <laughs> truly to his core. <laughs> While Yuppie is just more loyal. (laughs) Yuppie said something that was really interesting to me. He said the phrase, so it mentioned that he was in agreement with Poof and thinks to himself, quote unquote, I just want us to stay this way. And Mm. that is a phrase you most often hear in fiction and in reality um, when you're breaking up with someone (laughs) and, um, you know, you're worried about the future and uh, it kind of feels that way to yeah. some degree. The idea that like, hey, our family is going to be destroyed once he realizes what's going on. That's yeah, I mean, to be fair, though, fair though, uh, 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 Peter really has no one else to blame but himself at, at this point, though. I'm talking about Poof. Speci- uh, uh, not uh, so, not Poof. Yuppie. Yuppie. Uh, Yuppie. Oh, Yuppie. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I thought you meant to. I keep. No, Poof is the. Yeah, Poof is. I think I'm I messed up at one point that. and said Pito instead of Poof, but Poof is the one who's going to try to kill Kabuki. Poof is the one that looks like yeah. the character from next season. Next season? Oh, right. Oh, oh, next season, like, in this, Hunter, an- in the- yeah. within this anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, I get them 
I get their names get confused in the no, I get you, my bad. Yeah, it's uh it's actually uh Balrog, Vega, and uh Bison. Oh my god, Shia uh, LaPoof. <laughs> Yo, Megan, I'm ninety percent sure you made that joke a year and a half ago. <laughs> I think we all did at one point. I remember saying that same thing too. I was like That might have been an episode title. I don't remember. We've been doing this so long I forgot. I was like, I'm so smart right now. <laughs> I'm so clever. <laughs> when uh, you guys just said that a while ago. You'd be surprised how many times all of us have done that. <laughs> the same joke again. <laughs> not not that specific one, but different jokes. <laughs> you know, we do have recurring themes in this podcast over the last mm. couple of years. Was it 9-11, JoJo? 9-11? Uh, how could uh, you, Patrick? I mean, I, I didn't forget. Joe lives in New York now. How could you? I never forgot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyways, um, so I, I have a question. <laughs> Hannah and Sarah, what did you guys think of uh, UP and uh, Poof's twin telepathy going on? I did think it was pretty uh, entertaining. And also, it made sense for their characters um, to be on the same level, but for different reasons. And I think it I think it helped show like a contrast between how they felt and are thinking at the times because I think I mentioned it before UP's felt more earnest in the sense that he is trying to do something to protect the king versus uh, Poof is more controlling because he wants to shape the king into what he believes he should be and Kumugi is like the one thing that can threaten both of their uh, visions of what the king is supposed to do and who he's supposed to be and what they mean to it, what they he means to them. Um, and it's interesting that they're the ones that are able to like uh, mentally connect and they don't really think about, oh, why can't we like connect to Pito? Um, mm. I guess because Pito's dead, so we know as the <laughs> audience that why they're not be able to like <laughs> mentally reach out to them. But I'm wondering, like, oh, why they're not really thinking, like, oh, why did Pito, you know, like turn off the comm link? <laughs> like, where are mentioned... you, bro? Are they are they, they literally mentioned... connected? Like, like comm link essentially, like Marvel comm link, or like are so they? Connected? At least two of the three of them are because they okay. mentioned that Marrowim on ingesting. Uh, both Poof and Yuppie's cells now has a mental link with them. It is, ah. and and Poof always had this ability. And so like, there's kind of an indication to some degree that this is from Poof specifically be, because mm-hmm. Yuppie might just be guessing, but the other two, like they pretty much say like, oh yeah, Poof has always had this and like Meruem got it from Poof. Okay. So there was Makes an, sense. wasn't anything connecting the three Royal Guards then. Yeah, so and also remember Pito wasn't anywhere near like like didn't give any of their uh body to Merwim because mm. I I can't remember the order of events if they were already dead or not, but I think like, it's like it technically happens simultaneously because there's I spoiler, at one point somebody mentions like it's only been a few seconds or something. They say like it's been like thirty minutes or a couple minutes since like this last event happened. So I think everything happens technically at once. Right? Or am I I'm trying to think because wasn't I think, uh, I think it's after, but I don't think it's much after. Okay. It, it is after because there was like, no, was it? Because I remember because remember he fought the king, they came back, and then and then they did the whole the whole phone call thing. So I think it actually was after after they came back after doing that. 
if that makes I, sense. I don't know if that clears it up for me, but yeah. That, that, that wasn't very clear, but I guess the, the point is that, because you have to remember, so they, they fought, they gave the body, then they came back, and they're like, oh no, the king's back, and then uh, oh, the king yeah, went with them, right. and they're like, yeah, hey, do this, and then like they blackmailed them with the phone thing. Okay, now that you explain it that way, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, so I'm still uh, roasted from Game on Expo a bit, so I'm still trying to get up yeah, on so that. Yeah, so Pito's death was after the was after the explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But one thing I wanted to bring up is, have you guys ever read Oedipus? Yes. So, wait, Oedipus, is that, like, is that the some guy who Freud's accidentally fucks thing? his mom? Yeah, the guy who accidentally fucks his mom, gotcha. yeah. <laughs> no, the reason I bring it up is, like, you know, we all had to read it at some point in school, and, like, it's really easy to just make it into a joke. But I recently listened to a podcast where they brought on a bunch of scholars to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because when you analyze it thematically in a way that I think is kind of hard for us because we don't treat a lot of Greek tragedy, I guess, like we think of it as mythology rather than as literature sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But they basically bring up that the themes of it are someone who is so rational and and incisive and smart and is able to figure things out, but sometimes it's better to leave those things alone. Mm -hmm. Like they basically bring up that to the point near the end of the story, he has been a detective throughout it where he's figured out mysteries for a bunch of people, including the riddle of the Sphinx, Mm -hmm. which while we can think of it as like a magical incantation, practically in terms of like it's spoken properties, it's really a riddle. It's like a very difficult logic puzzle. Mm -hmm. And so Meruem is effectively Oedipus in this way, in that he is so gifted in his insight, wisdom, and like intelligence that he unravels himself by basically making a connection that will destroy who he is, not only eventually in the physical sense, but also to his followers. And I just thought that was a really interesting parallel. I don't think it's a direct reference, but it was kind of cool seeing that like enacted here. Oh, so like, that's pretty cool. Actually. If I guess that is true. Cause if Oedipus just like left it alone, right? <laughs> yeah, no, what was interesting Which is against is his the- character, but yeah, in the alone. in the podcast, they were talking about how, like, there are subtle indications. This is going to get real gross Freud boy shit here. But they're like, <laughs> there's subtle indications that his mom did not have a happy marriage with his dad, partially because it was sexless, and that his marriage with his mom was going great. Oh, God. Wait, I mean, his, his mom didn't know either, right? Neither his mom did not know. know. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, they didn't, she didn't know. I don't okay. think anyone knew until... Till everyone end. knew. Yeah. I, I mean, knew. I mean, it was an honest mistake, really. I mean, it could happen to any of us. <laughs> the way you say oh that, God, this, this sounds like a like a Reddit story, like best Reddit. Yeah. Am I the asshole for fucking my mom and then gouging my own eyes out? I I just listened to one. It could be worse. It could be some Colby twenty twelve shit. Yeah. Colby twenty twelve. Yeah, I was like, Col- what the Col- fuck is Colby? Colby. <laughs> Colby. Colby. <laughs> uh, short story shirt short uh i'm not gonna spoil for anybody but look up colby uh 2012 on reddit and you'll know what happened oh this is an actual different oh. thing okay okay me and joe it, are it on involves the a dog so that's all i'll say Wait, okay kind of like with oedipus to me shia poop in a way because the queen is dead there he's not trying to be maternal figure to Maram, but he is trying to like guide him right to me, low key, he gives off boy mom vibes, Shia Poop, you know, like. Oh. <laughs> okay, wait. I, I understand those words individually. Boy mom vibes. You know, like, <laughs> um, you know, like, Kamu, he hates 
Kamugi so much. Oh, like, okay. So any like no boy. other girl's good enough for his boy. Yes, like, my boy's I'm my king. I'm my boy. I'm so a boy mom. You have another girl. It doesn't matter. I'm a boy mom. He's a bemilf. Yes, bemilf. So, <laughs> I'd like to. Yeah, that should be the talking. title title of the episode. B- yeah, bemilf bemilf. <laughs> no, it's bemilfed with a D. Apostrophe D, like punked. Uh, no, like bewitched. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, yeah, kind of like it. I found kind of circling back to like Joe's question earlier with like the telepathy and the reasoning between like Shia Poop and Yupi is just, it is interesting how they're kind of like. They, in a way, they want to retain the ignorance is bliss mentality for Miram because he is, in a sense, at the moment, in a pure mentality, which is what, you know, he's meant to be because now he doesn't have any, he hasn't been tainted by human interaction to then have more empathy for, like, their livestock because they view human as, like, livestock pretty much. So, like, but obviously... With Yubi, because, like, I think Yubi doesn't have any, like, he wasn't made, he, he, when he was made, he, um, the queen didn't eat any people, right? So it's, like, he's pure chimera and animal versus um, Poop is, like, legit, has a lot of human emotion for, like, especially jealousy and anxiety and stuff like that so i'd be curious to know if he's not at all human simply because even the queen speculated that she might be part human Oh, that's because she was wondering what makes her different isn't she isn't that confirmed that she's part wait no but she no she ate the first human right yeah but i don't think it's confirmed she's part human but she does Mm. say like she mentions like how strange it is that she can both talk and use telepathy. And she's like, huh, I wonder if I'm part human. Oh, like somebody else like ate a dead human and then like birthed me kind of thing. Oh yeah. Cause remember mm-hmm. chimera ants in the wild are nowhere near as large as her too. So mm-hmm. it's possible something weird happened there. And okay. she came from the dark continent. Right. Hey, oh. yo, oh. yo, sorry. that's a spoiler. That's I'm a spoiler. Sorry. What's the, yeah. what? Well, I what's meant- the- what an 1800s ass way to refer to africa hannah wow racist that's better she came from europe yeah this is better now this is better (laughs) (laughs) european (laughs) she's new european i have no idea how to address this you don't it's all good it's that sounds generic enough where i'm assuming that it's just someplace that's will be important in the future but i don't yeah. know what that means she's from the demon world the demon world she's from the demon world we figured it out guys it's chapter black all over again <laughs> anyways well sorry what was the point you were making before we totally <laughs> derailed that um i just my point was just kind of like the motivations but for why they were both trying to like um like keep Maram distracted and stuff and obviously because Maram just has like temporary um memory loss he like 
deep down he subconsciously knows something's off and you you can kind of like see that um down the line in the episode especially mm-hmm. like i think in the notes if i remember like i think we can go and like Miriam proposes a game for um poof and doofy and or I- I think Poof proposes it because oh, okay. it's like, oh, as mentioned, it's the way to distract him. Oh, right. But like he adds to it. He's like, oh, you know what? I got some, I got some good rules. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I love games. Love games. Yeah. A notorious gamer Money. here. He, yeah. he's, he, he is the Yu-Gi-Oh of this universe. Yeah. He's going to play a, he's going to play a it's money game of games. knife. <laughs> he had a, he had a gamer moment here. A heated gamer moment. Uh Oh, he's don't um, say the G word. Don't say the G word, Joe. But anyways, I, I was going to say, um, so can we talk about his uh his literal glow up like the ren that he does where uh you know he's like basically his aura is like it seems like as strong as the sun or like I don't know a nuclear bomb or something <laughs> um like I do think it's interesting that this is like I think to my knowledge the one like Dragon Ball Z ass like cell saga like oh my god we cannot defeat him moments <laughs> and I like that it happens precisely once and it feels like it's to establish a ceiling on the world in terms of like fight power mm. and that everything else is tactics. I think that's something I appreciate about Hunter x Hunter. I guess that's kind of a spoiler, but just know that like. It's not infinitely the... powering up to get like a new move. It's more like. Figuring out strategies yeah. and like deception and, and politics yeah. rather and like than more just to... like. Yeah. He unlocked more than 3% of his brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you know humans only function with 10% of their brain and then everything else is like lockable, unlockable? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like DLC, you have to unlock it. It's yeah. your brain's like EA, it's kind of weird. Like gate, and you just get it all at once. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's what Murram is. He he's Baldur's Gate. He just got everything at once. Well, you know, if you take like the ten percent of your body that you can use, and then use seventy five percent concentrated power of will, you can become Rockley. <laughs> what about what about skill. if I yeah twenty percent skill power yeah five percent pleasure fifteen percent? Has anyone ever added up those percentages? They don't add up. They don't. <laughs> I'm gonna put it up there. Sounds like Rockley, all right. I mean, I was thinking more to Goro. It's like, can I use like 110% of my power? Oh, yeah. Can you use like 100% really... of 100%? That thing that totally yeah. makes sense? Exactly. I'll use that and just get really buff. I'm still angry about like what I said was 100 was really more like 80. <laughs> I lied to you. <laughs> that sounds like the, ch- the, ch- I the, lied. On the playground. <laughs> it's like, actually, actually, I actually only used like 80% of my power, really. And it's That's like the. the- Sorry, I'm just thinking that's the best retcon. It's not just like, oh, here's another thing that happened. He's like, no, I just lied. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I kind of like, let's not go too deep into this, but I like it for Tagoro because he's like, I mean, I don't really like using the form where my body has to eat people to fight you. I'd rather do it on my own, but like, here we are. <laughs> Anyways, um, so to, to kind of get along with the story, um, as Knuckle and Melioron are trying to get the fuck away, um, Knuckle points out, quote unquote, you would need an entire nation's military to handle something of this magnitude. Um, basically, as he's like, shit, we should have fucking told the Hunter Association. Okay, so if we're doing power scaling, I think this puts Meruem in his current form at the level of like Nappa when he first shows up to Earth in Dragon Ball Z. Would you guys say that's about accurate? Wait, he, right now is it the level of Nappa? What the fuck? Yo, man, Nappa. Okay, remember, like 
remember fucking Goku. Uh, no, Raditz was like power level a thousand. Nappa's many times stronger, and Nappa was pr- uh, Raditz was probably stronger than anything in Hunter Hunter to this point, besides like Netero and Meruem. Oh, uh, the things that's really hard to to tell because it's like you know the power levels are so different between shows. For sure, yeah, but I'm Still, just saying yeah. that like if you could have one nation's military fight off a dude, it's probably slightly weaker than Nappa. But like that's not to say like oh this isn't impressive because like again. Um, you know the idea in music where if you don't really have dynamics, if everything is just fucking loud, nothing is loud. Like, mm. the reason I appreciate Meruem in his place in Hunter Hunter, quote unquote, power scaling, as much as I hate power scaling as a general thing, is that it establishes a tremendously high roof, which even though it's small in the sake of like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, etc., is a roof from which everything else is like is a roof from which everything else is judged. A ceiling is the right word. That's what I mean. A ceiling from which everything else is judged, and everything kind of pales in comparison to him. Okay, I kind of see what you're, what you're getting at because, like the like using the scale of being able to fight a military like in that area, like I could see that he's probably at the scale of Napple versus Goku or Vegeta, where he blow up a whole fucking planet for yeah. no reason. Yeah, it's it's insane how much stronger Vegeta was than Nappa in that saga. There's weird dynamics to that, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean, to be fair, though, it's probably like a buddy-buddy, like, oh, the, the last Saiyans on Earth, so it's like, you're not gonna, or the last Saiyans in the universe, so it's like, you're not gonna get the, you're not gonna, you're gonna have a lot of varieties. You have one really weak guy, one weaker guy, and the strongest guy is, like, not even the strongest guy. That sort of thing, I guess, so that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, no, but, I, um, I get what you mean, though. Speaking of, like, you know, Knuckle and Melioron running away, the, the narrator kind of comes in and talks about how the disparity between their motives of revenge and duty drives like, you know, a tremendous distance between them. And so I was a little bit confused about this because so to this point, knuckle has been the one obsessed with revenge. And I think he's now doing his duty is the implication that Melioran was like, no, we should fuck him up. Yeah. Is his intention revenge at this point? Because that would be the implication of those lines in a vacuum to me. But to me, it kind of feels like this is a battle within um, Knuckle of like revenge versus duty. Oh, okay, well, I think Knuckles revenge. Um, but but he's the one who's like right now being like, yeah, we actually can't fight the king. We need to get the fuck out. I guess it's like the conflict of it. Um, you know- I guess like in context of what the narrator said, um, I don't know. I think with Melrom, I was thinking like, oh, maybe for him, it's almost. Not like, not duty, but resolve. Like as he, you know, befriended, you know, actual humans, and he's like, in a sense, turned a new lead. But then, obviously, with the king, like, I, um, I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question, but um, no, it it kind of does. I wonder what the Japanese would say, mm-hmm. like the Japanese uh audio track would say just because like i wonder if duty is a weird translation because the moment you said resolve i'm like yeah it does feel a lot more like resolve rather than duty yeah i thought the i thought the duty was more like duty i thought the (laughs) duty duty i thought the duty was sorry i thought the duty was um sorry it's not like a broken speaking of which i'll be right back Uh i'm just joking um i thought it was like the duty to fulfill their mission yeah, that's the implication. Oh, but okay. Does it feel like Melioran is embodying that or not? I, I didn't think it was. I thought it was like they had the choice between 
I always I thought it was just all about knuckle, not really Melioron. I, I think I read that wrong too. So no, I mean it might be because like honestly, like those two things stirring within one person is interesting, and then maybe this implication is like Melioron feels a distance from Knuckle because Knuckle's inside himself right now. Mm-hmm. But like, is choosing his duty versus like the revenge aspect or the res- resolution? Yeah, that might be it. I'm not sure. Like, I think it's an interesting line regardless, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure the exact meaning. Sometimes the narrator just throws in, like, a little curveball that's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm saying some poetic shit. Might not be exactly right, actually, but don't, fuck it. Don't think about it too hard. Just go, just go. It's a good that was my white embellishment. Obama voice. Yeah, yeah. Because a little bit gravitas to the decisions. Um, But, uh... So we, we talked about Meruem doing his N and like teleporting to fucking Knuckle and Mer- Melioron. So I totally misremembered this because like when I read this, like when before we started covering it, I read this in like a fucking haze because I was like reading it every night until like 4 a.m. because I was so enthralled. I misremembered that Knuckle was like carrying Melioron who is using God's accomplice and that like basically Meruem's end was so intense. He was able to see into what was invisible. And I was like, man, that's so fucking cool. Can't wait to get back there. And then I got here and I'm like, that's not what happened at all. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, is that not what happened? Wait, what happened then? They're just standing. They're just hanging out and talking. And then he just shows up, knocks out Knuckle instantly. I don't even think Knuckle was able to react <laughs> and Melioron was able to react enough to be like, oh, shit, but didn't even have enough of presence of mind to, like, turn on his invisibility. Oh. Oh, yeah. And then they escape. Do they ever go over how they escaped? I can't remember. Uh, what do you mean escaped? I mean, like, they were knocked out, right? Or, like, they looked knocked out, but they weren't Oh, actually- well, now they're knocked out, yeah. But um, that will be... You're talking about in the past tense. This could be spoilers, so who oh knows? god, I, my brain thought it was a flashback for some reason. Not no, this really happened. Okay, this happened at the same time. My, I also. <laughs> You're suffering yeah. from temporary amnesia. I'm also suffering yeah. temporary amnesia. Komugi. A um, game. A game. Game on Expo really messed this up. A game. I mean, all I did was play Rock Band at Game on Expo. I really didn't even work. So. Do you remember who you were playing Rock Band with? <gasps> no. Or is it like a blur? It's a blur. Um, oh my god. No, would, you no. say it's a, would, you, would you say it's a song number two blur? Uh, Sorry, it's a band. I got that reference. That's a good okay, song. I, okay, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> I was I scared understand. there for a second. I, I didn't I get that like, either. I was like, no, no one listened to blur here? Oh, man. Oh. I do. I like, I like that night rock from the 90s, so that's a good song. Hell yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But yeah, no, that's the... You guys probably know the song. That's that song goes, woohoo, da na 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 you guys probably heard it before but yeah it's... Oh, wow. yeah that one it's a good song listen to blur guys uh good band uh not a big fan of the band after gorillas that the lead singer did not a good band but you know blur is pretty good nice um so i think it's interesting that this episode starts kind of a discussion between Palm and Ecalgo that will continue into the next about like wondering the rightness of their decision to hide. And then also like what to do with that. But they kind of head into the underground, uh, talk about whether the others have been taken hostage and they decide to hide Komugi in Bezos room, you know, his weird dungeon. Um, but 
I like how this episode ends with, you know, Meruem talking about the game. And I totally misheard this. Have you guys heard like old, like early voice black and white film actors saying again as again? Again. Yeah. I mean, isn't that a British thing? Mm-hmm. Again. It is, but it was also done by people with a quote unquote a mid Atlantic accent oh. uh, in early American Radio cinema as accent. well. Yeah, well, radio accent sense. slash like early early talkies. Can can the, I can I hear your best mid Atlantic accent right now? Oh, I can do a pretty good one actually. Give okay. me give me something to say. Um, uh, do a news flash. Like pretend like there's like uh, a war broken news out. News flash. Avatar Korra. Is that it again? Oh, there you go. Wow. Okay. Great. <laughs> That's cool. Good. End of this yeah. end of this competition because I was gonna make this into. <laughs> Who can oh, do no. the best one? I was gonna say I literally was in a game. My voice was in a game doing this voice. God, the whole time. Uh, yeah, I was the character creator, uh, like voiceover. I was mm-hmm. like, ah, put this face on your fucking character. Fuck you, basically. That. <laughs> fuck you. He, he actually said that he said fuck you in the game. Like, I didn't say fuck you, but you get the idea. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know the version I played. You said that. Yeah, that was just for you, baby. Um, Ooh, thank you. And, okay. if, all right. No <laughs> anyway, no, but the reason I bring up the Mid Atlantic accent is because Meruem before saying. A certain phrase, he says, he says, oh, I I forgot about that again. But then he proceeds to see, say, a game a bunch of times because he's thinking about Komugi. But I misheard it as him saying again, 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 like four (laughs) times before it cut out. And then I was like, what the fuck was this dubbing choice? Maybe, maybe he just uh, was hitting the gym. You need to get a gain. Yeah, he's he's all about them gains. Um, he's exactly. growing into his royalness so he has to turn on the fancy, the fancy. <laughs> he turns on the fancy his, turns uh, on. It, I would be curious to know about the voice direction for Meruem because it is interesting because he has like some aspect of like an idea of Britishness without actually being British but it doesn't sound like a mid-Atlantic accent it's like something else oh boy well you probably should have asked me that like a couple months ago because I had a chance to talk to him at Game on a at a Phoenix Fan Fusion, it's the American voice actor could have asked him. accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably should have. Yeah, he was actually at the Phoenix Fan Fusion last year. I just oh, who voices uh, him? Uh, some dude. Cool. Did, did anyone watch it in Japanese? Because I'd be curious to say see if they just said like, "What is what's the word for game in Japanese?" Um, is it just you? Is it Yugi? Like, is it like uh, really Yugi? Yugi, Yugi, game it. It's game it. Game it. Game it. Yeah. Uh, okay, I was debating if it was like Yugi or like Asobi or something like that. Asobi is to play. Okay, yeah, I, I knew it was like something related to play or like game, but I wasn't sure. Uh, his voice actor is Max Middleman. You uh, just made that name up. I, no, that's legit. His name is Max Middleman. Oh, Middleman. Okay, I think you no. said Max Middleman. It's yeah, I just I I speak really weird, so kind of. But yeah, he. I'm looking at. He also voiced uh, he also voiced uh uh Risake from Agretsuko. Um. Oh, he played Sabito from Demon Slayer. I don't know who the fuck that is. And then Serpico oh, yeah. from Berserk. Oh, truly. Game. It's game. <laughs> Um, but I don't know if that's what he said in, in the Japanese. Yeah, I'd be curious. Also, fun story. Wait, Patrick, is middle in German just middle? Mittel, M-I-T-T-E-L. But is it just middle? Yeah, middle, yeah. No, but I'm saying is middle middle? Yes. Okay, so his yeah. name really is Max Middleman. God damn it. 
Yep, he is the middleman for all your dubbing needs. Yep. Anyways, uh, yeah, so before we kind of talk more about this episode, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about the uh, manga? Oh, just one more thing about Max Miniman. It actually is the second line in his thing. His family is of German Jewish descent and is descended from Holocaust survivors. I saw that. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up. Oh, sorry. I just saw that fun tidbit. So, uh, anyway, so about, about the manga notes. Go it ahead. Is, okay. <laughs> All right. I'll be the middleman for the, the notes. Anyways, uh, there's some of the, it, the things that the notes this the, the manga notes this time were very really the pretty much the, on the same point as the anime like I, did, I don't I don't know if you noticed it but it kind of seemed pretty much one for one for what's going on with the anime there's so, very I'll, little difference but I included some stuff that's interesting from outside of the actual content which we'll talk about in a second gotcha no worries no worries but yeah um I really like the art for some for the some of this animation for the Nen, like a lot of this anim- animation, this episode is really good. Like or the the manga is really good. There is one that's kind of a weird one. It's a, uh, it's during the during uh when Marum and the and the two other guards are sitting there talking about the game, and it's this weird panel where it's like uh like a uh, Marum looking pretty dummy thick, and just like everyone's cut out, and it's kind of. Uh, does it to me? Does it look kind of janky the way that it's cut out, or is that just Wait, me? Which one? Which one are you talking about? I. It's the third. It's the third one down. Oh, or the fourth the one, one down. APR is there? Yeah, it yeah. seems kind of janky. It's a little bit weird. Yeah. It. I think it's the way that it's the contrast between the background and then like the characters because they're still like starkly black and white, and the background is very like grayscale. It almost looks like in not not this not the same effect because this is done so much better but you know in like a lot of uh korean webtoons they use like free assets and they like the a lot of the backgrounds are kind of like the free assets so it looks off it looks like the same effect but obviously a lot done better because i'm sure the background was hand-drawn it just color wise it's very contrasting it's interesting because it looks like they're playing with planes of focus like the way you mm-hmm. would it with like an actual camera. And so like the things in the background are more highly detailed, but out of focus while the things in the foreground are outlines and in perfect focus, which is like really interesting to indicate, like, I guess poofs, excuse my using the word again, but focus. Um, just like what he cares about at that moment. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely could see that. And I really, I mean, that maybe the effect would be easier if maybe like as they get closer to the King, he gets less blurry, like the, even poof would be blue out a little bit, but I don't know. I'm just getting picked. I think to me it looks like a. You ever like use the magic erase tool or cut something on Photoshop and just put it yeah. on like the back? It looked like that. I can see where you're thing. coming from on that. Yeah. Uh, all he did was use Gaussian blur on the background. Exactly. Honestly, it, that's... and then set the opacity to uh, maybe like twenty percent. <laughs> so that's. But yeah, that's. Um... Please, Hannah. He's at least using. Is it bokeh? Yeah, he Naboke is a photography term, but uh, but so I think in terms of digital processing, um, Gaussian blur is something that can be achieved using like a really simple filter that I could program like pretty uh, easily. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think bokeh is like hard to do digitally. You know yeah. what? I'm more of a fan of the blur more option. To be honest with you, yeah, me too. Is that another blur? The music joke. No, no, there's actually a filter in Photoshop called Blur More. It's under Blur. 
when you go to filter is blur, blur more, Gaussian blur, bo ga box blur, and probably Hannah probably knows better than I do. I'm not. Ocean I'm blur, not in Photoshop. Radial blur. There's a lot of options. So. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, Hannah's more classically trained in Photoshop than I am. I pretty much just use it for high school to make dumb internet memes and uh, thumbnails. Um, sorry to interrupt. I was so focused on figuring out what the word they use. They, he used the word shogut, which is like, oh, which Jesus. is more like contest or like one-on-one -on -one match that like, yeah. from what I can tell versus like game, like game, like, like a fun, like children's game. It's more of like a, a match. Yeah, like, no shobu. Yeah. You're absolutely right about what shobu is because that's also said like right before like a judo match. Oh, it is. That's why it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's like, like, feels very old-timey, which makes sense for his character, but, like... Yeah, it said right before a judo match, and, like, Patrick, in Samurai Showdown, right before they have a duel, they say Shinken Shobu, so, like, death sword, or, no, it might not be death sword, but it it's, like, fight to the death start. Yeah. Yeah. Shobu is also, like, the, I think the kanji is win and lose. Like, those are the two kanji. Yo, that's sick, actually. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, speaking of kanji... Uh, I was going to say, speaking of kanji, one of the images that Patrick included shows Meruem's N, and it just shows die, die, die all over it, but like rotated at different angles. He's die as in D-A-I, like as in huge. Oh, oh I thought that was O-O-O-O. Oh, wait, aren't die and O the same? Similar. Oh. Depends yeah. on the stroke. So O, die would have equal... I think I think it's an automatopoia, like oh, 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 like a radiation sound, maybe. Or but is there a reason be... that they would use kanji rather than? Uh, well, no, kana? that looks like. Is that kanji or is that the hiragana o? Uh... Oh no, maybe I... no. I think you're right. It's die. I don't know why I think that's o. Honestly, that'd be a cool reference if that's what it meant to be. Like you know, the fact that they're radioactive, I guess, or something. Wait, what? No. So the reason I'm thinking it's die is just the idea of like um what's that holiday where they have the giant burning die like on the mountain burning man okay sorry this is a bad joke my bad burning die mountain i think i remember that there actually was an episode of detective conan where they did that and they hit a body in there surprise surprise they did that in detective okay conan. it's uh gozan no okuribi uh more commonly known as daimonji is a festival in Kyoto. Uh, it is the culmination of Obon, uh, in which five giant bonfires are lit on mountains surrounding the city. And um, yeah, it's the uh, the giant die. And I I'm I could be wrong, but it looks like that to me. Oh, I guess I it looked like the uh, katakana o to me, like the sound. I'm half wondering because if you look at it, like I'm half wondering if some of it is that and some of it's not, which okay. would explain the different rotations. Mm. That could be it. It's just an art choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's I, stars. I, mean, I was gonna say, like you know, um, Fire Blast and Pokemon. It has mm -hmm. the same image of the of oh. of Die because Daimonji. I think it's inspired by uh, Daimonji. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm I'm actually looking at that right now, like the mountain with the 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 fire on that. Yeah. There's yeah, like I said, there was a episode of Detective Conan that did that. That's why I kind of know that's the. Anyways, yeah. Sorry about that kind of weird we <laughs> it's all good up. i mean i i led us into a fucking onomatopoeia discussion <laughs> i mean that's i mean maybe maybe just saying these fire yep 
Um, but I included another photo here, another shot here um, of something that I don't know if it's in Patrick's very official version, um, but it's a shot of Netero as the Buddha in front of a flower dripping with blood with like the images of Yuppie and Poof looking in Poof's case depressed and in Yuppie's case angered over a mountain of skulls. Is that kind of like uh, that clown thing, the smile and frown thing? Uh, like, I don't you know, know what you're cl- referring to. You know, like the clown masks in theater where it's like the theaters where it's like a smiling clown and a frowning one. It's like a theater like symbolism. Um, drama I think and comedy. this is more indicative that these two are about to join Netero. Fair enough. And then the last thing I included was the cover of the next volume, which starts here, which has... Uh, I'm just going to read what I captioned this with. Yo, what are Poof and the main character of Dragon Quest V doing with the cast of Fruits Basket and a member of the Hunshin Tigers? <laughs> and also a furry for some image. reason. Yeah, this this will only make sense in the future. Just look up Hunter Hunter Volume, whatever the fuck this is. Is this like where we rank thickness of the? No, I'm just joking. Of that guy's hair, yeah. It is dummy thick hair. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's rate those. De- Did anyone die this episode? Mm, no, I don't think. so. I mean, they got knocked out, but does that count as a death though? No, we don't know if they're dead yet. Maybe they just died. <laughs> Yeah, I guess well, one out of ten if they really did we'll that. Figure it out. Yeah, uh, let's save discussion, uh, further discussion for after we cover the next episode. Anyways, before we thank anyone or head anywhere, let's thank our patrons who help make this show possible: Hanaro, Valteri, Mia, and Alexander. Uh, and if you expected to hear your name and didn't, consider looking at Patreon as they changed the billing and it kicked a lot of people off the service. Um. We had a we have a legit message. Uh, it will be two weeks after by the time you guys hear this, but Patrick brought up um, something that he actually wanted to speak about. And I don't think this is something controversial. I think this is something that we can all agree on as uh, something important that you guys should look into. So, Patrick, if you want to take it away. Yeah, whatever it will, as everyone has known, there's the fires that are going on in Maui right now. And uh, as of now, uh, this episode, which is eight, recording 8-14-23, uh, it's, sorry, I just want to, for context, it might change. Uh, it's actually the most deadly wildfire in American history, or probably of all time. I don't know which one. It's probably probably the latter, though. But uh, if you can take some time to, uh, if you if you can give any funds you can to any reputable charities, I know Joe has a couple of recommendations. Uh, um, I have I know- less recommendations for the charities themselves, and more look into a site called Charity Navigator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which while it's not perfect and has some. Uh, I guess, philosophical issues. I will say that one thing they are very good at is telling you how much of the money that you donate goes to the charity and the people affected itself versus the administrators. And so I think that's something you should look into, but obviously do your own research. Um, And in the future, hopefully we'll have like a better recommendation. But for right now, I think that might be one of the best ways to look into various charities helping with this. Yeah. Or if you know families in the area and trusted sources, you know, donating directly in community aid would, also be very valuable that's really true um, yeah because there's there's plenty of people that have uh that have like uh the patreon of, or the, like the ko-fees or like the page the paypal uh, uh donations so i would yeah, i would out. find yeah. somebody that you feel is a trusted source that has gathered um information from local people who, who need the help mm-hmm. um because i'm sure there's lots of people trying to capitalize off of um 
the tragedy. So, um, you know, as we're, it's basically what Joe was saying, do your research on like who to donate to, but there's lots of different options. Um, the one thing we do, they probably do ask is you please do not go to Hawaii. Um, you know, I know that can be tough, but um, canceling your trip may be the best bet. And I know we don't reach a large audience, um, <laughs> a crazy, crazy large audience, um, but you know, something to think about when they need the resources over there. Yeah, exactly. Probably just put that on hold for a couple years or two. And then once they're ready to, once they're, once everyone's back and everything's, I guess I wouldn't say back to normal, but relatively in a good state, you could probably visit again and support them or, you know, put that money that you were going to on that trip to donate, you know, and give money to people that really need it right now. Yeah, uh, and with that in mind, uh, we'll just head off the break for a bit. We're covering episode 133, Deadline to Live. And in Japanese, Sezon no Kigen. It was originally released in Japan on June 11th, 2014. And the equivalent manga chapters are 309 through 311, which were released in Japan on May 24th, 2010. Also, 311 was an inside job. Well, oh, I, I thought mean, you were talking about the band, uh, 311. I am talking about the band. Yeah. Is it, but is it the color of your energy, though? Well, we're going to talk a lot about the color of various people's energy uh, soon. So, Megan, take it away. Whoa. Yeah. So while the people of, uh, in this episode, while the people of the East Gorto, because the NGL is the, I get confused with all these groups. Yeah, this one's East Gorto. East Gorto. So the people of East Gorto are waiting as Poof spreads his scales, not seeds. I realized that later. They uh, said, he actually said <laughs> seed in the anime. Oh, does he say seed? I thought he said Yeah, he scales. spreads a seed. And I'm like, are you kidding oh, me? Oh, shit. Wow. I didn't realize they made like a jizz joke here but yeah, yeah a he jizzed all over the a people Jizoka, of east gorto um, i mean after he got i mean after he finished the king he had to finish somebody else off anyways um pito's soul or pito yeah pito soldier puppets are all down it's funny because like how they do exposition sometimes is like the, the i think this one was like the People of East Corto are like chatting oh, amongst themselves. Bad. Yeah, like they're. Ch- I it, I heard that like the soldiers went down just like puppets. <laughs> I was like, oh, they really? had their strings cut. I was like, fuck you. No one would say that. <laughs> People be like, did they just get knocked out or did they take a nap? Like, what's happening? Like, I'd be a little bit more freaked out than me. Like, all right, but I guess they're all brainwashed. I guess is the vibe. Um, so Pito soldier puppets are all down and Poof realizes that Pito may be in trouble, but is confused since Gon didn't seem that strong. So he's kind of like, huh, he, she's fine. It's, or they're fine. They're fine. I guess. <laughs> like he said, he, she, there. He, she, they. Um, that one is Pito's fine. Um, kind of confused, shrugs it off, gives us a little reminder that they fought because it's been a couple episodes <laughs> since we saw them. Um, Ikalgo mentions the girls are still alive, and Palm notes that Welfin's in the back of the truck. He's just been chilling there this whole time. <laughs> um, she knows she's not surprised. She's just like, "Oh yeah, why did you bring him?" Right? Kind of a like, you know, I've known this whole time, but like, why? What's he doing in the back of the truck? Um, Ikalgo then sends Welfin to inform the king that they have a hostage and they want to negotiate. Ikalgo mentions to find Giro Gyro. I can never say his name. Giro. <laughs> Okay, okay. Gyro. I'm pretty sure it's gyro, yeah. like 
if you were to take the kana and romanize it i'm pretty sure oh j-a-i-r-o okay but like I think it's an unfortunate choice to make him spelled the same way as like spinning meat <laughs> that is made into a, a shaved meat de- delight. Just like Arigato, a, Gyro. Just like El Pastor. Um, yeah, the El Pastor of people. Of yeah. people. El, mm-hmm. El Pastor. El Pastor. Um, the El Pastor, and it sends Welfin into like a tizzy. He's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> don't you talk about Euro like that? Or <laughs> Gyro, sorry. Don't you he talk really about likes his like Greek that? food, dude. Yeah, Don't I'm you hungry. talk about donor kebab like that? Donor donor kebabs are so good. The first time I had one was in Japan. So good. And I cannot... I don't know why is the first time I had... Horrifying. Turkish food's really big there. I don't I don't know. Um, I've heard they removed I mean, if you kebab. you cut out that real quick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've, I've heard they removed kebab, though. So they probably get rid of that. Actually, no. No, actually, Tommy, remove kebab, please. I'm Thank hungry, you. guys. I'm really hungry. That's probably why I keep reading gyro as gyro. Um, just, just remove kebab from premises. What? Anyway, um, he uses Welfin's human name, um, which is, I couldn't catch the spelling, but it's like Zykofal. Zykofal? Okay, so I think it's actually Zykofal, like Z-A-I-Q-A-H-A-L in official things. But at the same time, like, I just don't know why you'd use a Q there instead of a K. Yeah. Because, like, generally, the only time you make that distinction with, like, an O is if you're romanizing Arabic, and then it wouldn't be K, it'd be K, like, open throat K. And I'm like, no one's doing an open throat cane for this in, like Japanese. And I think they're only saying it one time too. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> why I don't make it so complex. <laughs> um, and that's like the official translation. Like that's what he wanted. Yeah, to Yeah, in the official it. translation, it says Zykahal with like a Q. I'm like, I don't know why you. Takashi do does this all the time, where he's like, you know what, K is what we use usually for Japanese words. What's as exotic? A Q. <laughs> Wait, I've t- I've told you about his spelling of Crawl of Lucifer, right? Yeah. Which literally doesn't have any fucking vowels. <laughs> yeah, his his uh, understanding of English and spelling outside of Japanese is uh, interesting. And that's okay. You know what? That's fine because people have like the tattoo of like, uh, what's Ariana Grande's tattoo? It's like uh, barbecue. It's 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 a barbecue. It's a, it's a barbecue grill. Yeah. It says seven rings, but she doesn't realize she didn't realize that yeah. the seven rings she was using is an idiomatic expression for a certain type of grill. Yeah. So basically, barbecue. <laughs> same vibe. Same vibe. So I don't don't blame him. Um, but yeah, that's his real name. Um, so Ikago reveals that he, they were friends in their human days, along with Bloster, Bolster, Bloster. I know his name's different in like english and japanese but the, yeah the, it's like bravada in japanese so like bravada? really who cares if you get this one right because what is right anymore that's what this saga is really about what is right what is wrong what is wrong what um is but love? the lobster man like blue lobster guy who's dead um so they both believe is he confirmed for dead uh is he dead i don't i don't think he's dead he's just face oh he's passed out face down in the truck he's like he's in the truck passed like, down face down, down up the way yeah <laughs> god damn it joe <laughs> both um, so they both believe that Euro- Gyro is still out there. I'm so hungry. <laughs> Gyro is still out there. Um, and I'm sure we'll get a resolution to this plot point very soon. Um, yeah, hey, I'm going to put it out there. Fuck you. <laughs> so is, is there a chance that- This will get resolved because he's still out there somewhere. He couldn't have gotten digested. I am current on the manga and this has not come back yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure it'll be relevant. I mean, maybe it might even be another manga about a a horse race across America. Maybe, maybe. Um, but uh, so they realize they're friends. The cutback scenes were all of the. If you guys remember, my worst fear was being captured alive and then forced to be crawling on my hands and elbows, um, like a little dog. 
Um, that's that's where they were. That's what the memories that pop up. So it's I think it's very much implied, um, obviously, because they know Euro gyro. Um, <laughs> I swear I'm not doing this yeah, on purpose. They, this they were the K-pop. Anymore. They were the the K-pop drugs drug death, death squad. squad. Yeah. Um, and they the long time listeners. Yeah, long time listeners know <laughs> the K-pop drug death squad. Um, so yeah, we figure out that those were they were all humans that were killed and eaten from that particular scene and that particular event. Right. So they were really only alive for, I think a couple months at this point. Right. Like all the rest of the ants, specifically these guys, they're relatively, they're the newer generation. Right. And it makes sense to why they're so much more independent. I think is because they are that newer generation of human. Um, The next generation literally tell us that next gen they're gen. What's what gen of K-pop are we at? Uh, uh, debatable. Uh, <laughs> some people say it's fourth gen. Some people say it's fifth. With the newest SM Entertainment boy band Rise, many debate. Are they like eight? Fifth. Huh? Are they eight years old? How old are they this time? No, you just like four. I mean, I think the youngest is sixteen, which is oh, pretty good for K-pop. For K-pop to though, be honest. okay. Oh, he's BTS I'm four, just, and yeah. then like these guys are five. Like New Jeans is five. So, um, BTS is third. And oh, early third now. generation new jeans is fourth. Oh, so. yeah. Oh. Honestly, I'm still I'm still waiting for uh uh for a K-pop uh, Voyager. To be honest, that one's probably gonna be I'm like Star bopping. Trek. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like the next generation got like got like a BTS Deep Space Nine. You know, we got. <laughs> they do got that though. That. Like you're joking, but they do that. That's how they do. Is <laughs> there already like a full on AI groups that? Um, oh, not even Vocaloid groups, like AI groups? Well, some of them they're trying. And mm. then, but there are like Vocaloid like groups that what? are actually becoming really popular. I, I remember there's like the reading this one thing where it, it it's all, it's like basically VTubers. It's all, it's like a boy group and they are pretty popular. I forgot what their name is, but it's just very oh, interesting. No. Okay. The direction so they made going. a fandom of the opera. <laughs> Where like the VTuber is like deformed, but they're like an amazing dancer and singer. <laughs> they should do that. That'd be kind of awesome. Is the plot of Phantom of the Opera? That is oh. not the plot of Phantom <laughs> of the Opera. I'm, I, Joe, I mean, I've watched like it. the non-theater nerds. There's a lot. Yeah, of I'm fairly sure that's the plot of it. Like I'm. I mean, I'm honest. That's, that's I've seen a about. lot of TikToks of that where it's just like you know a regular Joe Schmo behind the computer of a VTuber concert. <laughs> Um, that has just, to be like it, clicking, though. eating like Cheetos. While they're... <laughs> it's like the DJ. Like, what do DJs even do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm still just really wanting a uh, wanting a K-pop version of Bye Bye Birdie for VTubers. Let's do that. I truly don't get that reference. So I'm gonna move on. <laughs> Bye Bye Birdie is a musical oh. about like an Elvis-like figure coming oh. to. A town and trying to sleep with a girl in high school and being chased out of town. I thought that was the one with like the Wells Fargo wagon is the is that Music Man? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's that's either is Music that the Man or Bye Bye Birdie. This whole time I had that that was a play we did when I was a kid. I did that too. Yeah, I also did that. Is that truly Dude. is that truly the plot of Bye Bye Birdie? No, the, the plot the plot is like the uh, Conrad Birdie came to the thing because he's like going to the military and he's doing. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's about thing. to go to the military, but like the part that's like basically 
the equivalent of uh what's her name um lisa marie presley mm-hmm. um like they kind of basically fold that into the whole story of going to the military oh but like don't mention that like lisa marie because it's not a full like biopic right the, yeah, it's yeah. it's not actually Elvis. It's like an Elvis-like figure. Got it. Got it. It's supposed Copyright. to be pretty of Conrad Tweedy mixed with Conrad mixed with uh, Elvis. Joseph Conrad of uh, Heart of Darkness. Yeah, it's mm. crazy. That too. Heart Conrad. of Darkness. Get that on DVD. Um, <laughs> anyway, Welfin. Back to the episode. Welfin realizes releases the captive woman and tells him to drive away. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Did I miss does something? he release them or does he bl- unblindfold them and then says untie yourself? <laughs> He doesn't even unblindfold them because he's like, okay, well, when I leave, because I don't think none of them know about the ants yet at this point. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> so basically, because he, he's a fucking werewolf man. So if he, un, like, you know, he undoes their blindfolds, he's going to like, freak out. Because Palm looks human enough where I don't think they'd freak out. They'd be like, all right, she wore some weird gloves. Um, but like, they're blindfolded. Kago blindfolds them, right? Um, and then tells Welfin to release them um, and then give the message. And then he does so. But, like, he does it, like, the captor way where he's like, all right, when I leave, drive out and you'll figure out what's going on. I'm like, will they figure out what's going yeah, on? I, I yeah. loved that just because I was like, yo, will they? Because this is the most insane shit to walk into. It's just like, oh, dear leader was killed months ago and there's a bunch of bugs who are fighting uh, war with the human race. And, and why yeah, is there a giant I, tree of grapes in the corner? There's only the one exit. There's truly one exit. So, like, they have to drive by all of it. And what about all the people blocking the entrance? Are they just going to, like, yeah. drive around them or some shit? I feel like, like they did not think this one through. <laughs> Welf- I mean, Welfin's not known to be super smart, but, like, yeah. that made me laugh a little because I was like, <laughs> like, I think all of us I were mean, like, will they figure this out? <laughs> I mean, I, I think they should take the approach of just ease it in gently, like, just have them see the octopus man. And that's a little bit more, a little bit more less intimidating than a giant wolf daddy that's coming at you. At least werewolf guy only has two arms and two legs, okay? <laughs> I mean, I mean, at least at least the Akago's kind of cutish. Wolfen's just kind of intimidating. Would he be cutish in real life? I don't know. Uh, okay. I, I don't know. I uh, Twilight. Fe- Let me show you images of like cute little baby octopi that were on my Twitter recently, Aww, and then you'll see. Okay. We'll yeah. Like I said, Akago's a good sell. I think Wolfen be a little bit harder sell. A little bit but... scary. Literally Wolfen. Yeah. Uh, he's got, he's got like, rockets oh, man, on his back. with a gun, I guess. <laughs> Oh, oh! So we said a a, a a furry far right uh, far right rally. Okay, yes. one of one of the Excuse things January sixth. <laughs> Goddamn! One of the things this <laughs> lately in this because there's so much happening, right? One of the things that kind in of puts life? me in real life. Yeah, no, but no question in, mark. Do you mean in real life or in, in no in Hunter in, in Hunter? Oh, okay, going Continue. back to the anime we were supposed to be talking about. Uh, it's me. I'm on my meds today. Um, <laughs> um, the oh, they're not working. Um, <laughs> what is the going anime on? We're talking Holy about. shit! Oh god, I lost my train of thought already. It's the um. So the anime we're talking about is Hunter, and what I was gonna say about Hunter is the thing that throws me off is sometimes they because so much is happening in like one span of time, a lot of times the exposition gets just like a little too detailed. Um, yeah. And then it's like I I don't really need to know like what the girls are going to be doing, but like I also don't really need to know that you've told them they're going to be fine. <laughs> like we could have left a lot of parts out. I feel like, and I would have gotten the idea. Um, it's nice to know that they've saved the four ladies, but like there's literally thousands and thousands of people outside. <laughs> Megan, have you played Super Metroid? No. 
Patrick. This is just the like finding the fucking Etacoons or whatever and releasing them. Oh yeah, and then they and they help pilot your ship in the last. Yeah, the next basically one. you release like four lemur-looking blue people and then a couple flamingos, and then like <laughs> in another game they show up and pick you up in a ship, and it's not remarked on. <laughs> I do like the friends find- now. Yeah. I do find that interesting because I feel like when I was um, thinking about watching Hunter and then mm-hmm. watching like leading different opinions, like one of the biggest thing about this specific arc was uh, people complaining about the fillerness of it at times. Like, was this really necessary to include in mm-hmm. like these specific details? Um, I guess it brings up the opinion like do you when you're reading like a story or a show or really taking in sort of fictional media do you want everything like to tie together like a neat package like every single detail has has some sort of importance to the overall story mm-hmm. or do you like those small like random moments of uh, just something happening like you find out what happens to this random character that you just saw and it could be like, oh, it's like a special character building moment, but it doesn't really tie to like the overall plot. I like it. So, I'll oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I like that you asked this question because, like, I was truly thinking as I was like complaining about it a little bit that I was like, I need to know what happened to these ladies. <laughs> I personally, <laughs> as a reader, need to need to understand are they okay? What happened to them? You can't just leave yeah. them alone. Um, so, I, I I think I am more the latter personally. I'm curious what you guys think. I definitely like it, but I think it works a lot better in the manga mm. where because you control the pace yeah. and you can easily just reference a previous issue. Mm-hmm. Like you can be like, oh, yeah, this was that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I brought this up during like both uh, York New and Greed Island where they would like just expand on an explanation that they definitely didn't say in the anime and like I was like, I love I live for this shit. But man, if they did this in animated form, I'd be kind of wondering the editing choices here yeah so like i definitely see it both ways but like since i personally like the manga more i do like it how about you patrick or hannah um i'm kind of leaning because of the medium i kind of like unless it's really tied to the plot i don't care for care for it as much it's like maybe if it's a visual cue like you know there's two or three seconds to kind of build up the suspense I guess that makes sense but like um I don't know it's like a case of showing of telling not showing sometimes especially with anime format so it's a little it's just like okay (laughs) like jarring can we go back to the plot (laughs) but but, um (laughs) but I guess in this case, because, like, the, the at least with the girls, they are, we kind of have seen them prior. I do feel a little more connection, but if it was just, like, a random random set of humans that, like, Ikago just managed to save or whatever, I'd be like, okay, what? Who? Who? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um... So I'm trying to figure out the the question. So is it just asking like what the what one is better for the the telling of the medium, or is it just the in general the medium? What your personal preference is. So like, do you prefer when like a show or a book or a manga where it kind of has like everything 
that happens like every single scene and every single like ties to the overall story or do you like it when like a random scene happens where a character is doing something um and it doesn't really impact the overall plot but it gives some like additional details like what happens to like for example to these women like we could have gone through like the entire overall story of the arc without knowing what happens to them in the end it would have been completely like makes sense but the anime offers like a small detail like oh they managed to escape you know i'm kind of in the middle about it i kind of think about it from this perspective where i like the both ways that they do the storytelling of that mm-hmm. i like the the, the manga because it's like you know it's very compressed very you know and tight it's like this is what happens this and that and that's uh like the base story and i like the anime for the fact that it gives details on stuff that you might have missed in the manga or like had questions about or you know as this cool little detail that adds more to the story where it's like oh how these people escape how did this happen mm-hmm. or you know what is this character like or like gives more articulations of things which i appreciate because there's definitely details in manga and comics that i miss and when mm-hmm. they put it animated it's like oh oh that's what happened or oh this is what i was looking at versus what i thought i was looking at if that makes sense interesting because like i think we both kind of see it the opposite where for me it's much easier to pick those things up in manga than it is in anime um but like that's i i definitely think that's valid i wonder if it just you know maybe says something about the way both of us perceive random uh intercut scenes in the two mediums i th- i think really it, it just boils down to maybe it's an imagination thing on my part like i have a pretty active imagine uh, this is, i'm not trying to insult you of course but like, like i'm just saying like i have and my, my my imagination kind of goes kind of crazy stones where it's like i it might be an adhd i don't know but yeah basically it's I like think i also have add okay so maybe it's that so, but like i don't know like i'll i'll think about it like maybe too much or i'll not think about it enough and it's like between there where it's like maybe this is how it was or like this is like this how this effect looked like or this is what this effect sounded like and it's like the end is like oh that's kind of what he was going for. That was different from what I interpreted it as. Yeah. I mean, if that makes sense. Be, no. Yeah. It could be less like, Oh, amount of imagination more like, Oh, the way that you imagine the uh, sort of frames turning into a storyboard is different than the way um, they end up doing it, which is totally valid because as we saw with Hunter Hunter 99, they took these same panels and turned them into totally different sequences sometimes than 2011 did. So like, you have a third canon in your mind. You have a canon in your mind. Jeez, now I'm I'm all about that canon. But yeah, no, it's just interesting to think about it from that perspective. Like it's, and that's why I like both of the memes that it it like, like I guess the anime makes it less disambiguous and maybe it, to a point it takes away that imagination that I have in my mind and what I'm imagining something happening as versus like the like the manga where it's like oh I could do my own little thing or like oh this attack goes this way or this is the sound effect or whatever this is like the you know the motivation or like the voice in my head you know yeah and i think it's interesting to see the difference or two and i wonder if it's like a deliberate choice by the studio to include it and this is completely me guessing but when you think about the general audience of like who's watching the anime like a i think general tv audiences want more details than less regardless of what's it about 
And I think for like an overall reach, if you show a bunch of women being in danger, the general audience would be like, well, are they okay? Are they not? And so the anime is like, we're going to show what happens to them and completely take away that ambiguity. So that way our audiences are like not worrying about it <laughs> and we can focus on the other stuff. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I think having this discussion next week would have been interesting too because there's something that happens where they do something related to this very differently. And mm -hmm. I'd be curious to see your guys' thoughts then, but we can come back to it if I remember. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I guess my base, my base thinking is that just like, it's just, you know, it's, I guess there's no really wrong answer to it. I don't, I don't really have a preference really. It's just all down to like different experiences if that makes sense. And I don't want to be like a, I'm trying not to like give a non-answer, but I'm just trying. But I guess if I had to, maybe if I had to pick one, if it's like a gun to my head sort of thing, I kind of like the ambiguity more of the manga, though. If I have to, if I had to pick one, where it gives me more of that anim that my my opportunity for my imagination to run wild and think of other possibilities. I think so. I think that's a different question than one was originally asked, but I think it's also a valuable con like contribution. So I'm not saying like patrick you wasted our time more like just like oh i think that's sort of a different uh dynamic than what was originally asked about but i also think is a valuable answer yeah like, like i said i just like i said i'm just trying to i guess that's the way i interpreted it i'm just not sure like uh at least that's my way of thinking about like the preferences of that yeah, yeah no, it, sounds it's good, like man. a it's supposed to be a pretty open question but yeah well thanks guys for indulging in my questions <laughs> yeah no worries yeah, i appreciate one. that it was good it was good uh a good uh topic i think it's kind of fun <laughs> megan were you uh i think you were yeah you're still going uh to the uh idea of a game oh god yeah there's still more <laughs> 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 oh gosh we're i got so sidetracked with like the conversation i forgot we were still um doing this um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay hold on where are we uh Merwin ponders on the idea of a game oh my god cases. yeah we're not even near okay great so he ponders on the idea of the game Merwin ponders on the idea of the game and paces kamugi i think it's kamugi's empty room right i believe it's like just her bedroom or could be the room they just play in i can't remember i think yeah they described it as like east hall some room yeah well, either way, Kamui's been there. We know that for a fact because he reveals a gungi. Is it gungi? I think it's gungi. Gungi, a gungi piece, and remembers um, a piece of Kamui, like just like her hand playing a thing, right? And the fact he's never won against Kamui in gungi, um, and then his nose bleeds. Wonder why? Um, Wait, what did Merwim's nose bleed there? I didn't yeah. even notice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so his nose bleeds just a little bit. So like they've been giving. Um, throughout this episode they give little hints um that like something's not quite right because they're constantly bleeding or coughing um and like maybe it's just like he has a big crush and yeah on, he might have like, he just like an movie. itch in the back of his throat it's kind of so weird like, <laughs> like you know that anime thing like the, the the nose bleeds when they see like somebody they like or something or yeah yeah, yeah. so he's like real hot that. and horny for Gungi. For hands? For hands and Gungi. <laughs> and listen, losing. I, I, losing I, listen, we, we do not kink yeah, shame on this podcast. So. Uh -huh. um, well, anyway, his nose is bleeding, so it's kind of, I wonder why. Um, but Poof stumbles on Yuppie's um, 
Oh, wait, did we even go over the fact that Wolfen attacks, revs up to attack UP? We did, right? Oh, I guess we didn't. Oh, I did it. Okay, so yeah, we got so caught up on the captive women, which is a good conversation. <laughs> um, but before all this happens, um, Wolfen actually runs, like he gets out of the little garage and he runs into UP's little guy. Um, versus Cordial, Wolfen tells UP the information. He's coughing a little bit, right? He has like a scratch, like he constantly coughs. Um and then, but since Welfin has a change of heart, realizing that he's on the side of Euro, Gyro and not the ants, I really need to spell it something different. Um, gyro and not the ants, um, Welfin revs up to attack UP. So his like logic is that like he asks, um, Welfin asks uh, UP, like, hey, do you remember like where you were before this? Like, what was going on? He's like, no, that's fucking stupid course i don't remember like i'm an ant like what do you want and then that's kind of what prompts wolfen to kind of attack up even though um like he'd be good right like they were just like going their separate ways it didn't seem um what's his name up wasn't planning on telling the king the information wolfen did um but you know wolfen completed his part and wolfen didn't know that but he still revs up to attack up um and then we get that piece where murum figures out about the kamuki um later on poof then stumbles on yuppie's lifeless body like there's blue blood coming out of his little nose and then merom insists on um continuing the game despite the news once he finds out so he finds out he's kind of like okay cool um and then i believe poof is like where the fuck's pito <laughs> um palm and ikago correctly and for most of the events um, that have taken place so far, just kind of, they recapped it for us. So thanks, uh, Palm and Ikago, other than the memory loss part, because they wouldn't have known that, but anything they could kind of figure out, they basically did a little too well. Um, Palm is pretty smart, but like, it's very convenient that they figured out 90% of what's going on, right? By just well, like... she also has the ability to oh, see, see. Oh, yeah, she does. People. She's a seer, literally. So I guess that makes I sense. I really forgot how much I like Palm post-transformation. Yeah, she's cool post-transform. She's truly, awesome. yeah, truly. The big zit on her forehead is okay. We can move past that. Um, but she's like, uh, like her character completely shifts, and also so does um, Akago's voice actor makes like some choices too. He goes for a George Takei voice at yeah. a certain point, like a low. Yeah, I swear, like it happens randomly. Where like once he figures out that he's on the side of like the humans, he really goes for like the low, the low pitch. Zekal, um, don't you think that blah blah blah? Yeah, duh. Oh, it's like oh, where are we where are we going with oh this? Oh my! So is that um, me? going to be sword fighting with a shirt off then soon? Yep. Because I want to see that with his little stubby little octopus hands. Um, but Palm suggests the king will die in just a few hours. Done, done, done. They don't elaborate. He, she's just like. I think he's going to die soon. Um, so we have nothing to worry about. They hide Kamugi in like a literal crate. It's a wooden crate. So you think she can breathe? I don't think they thought that through. <laughs> Imagine they go to pick like, oh, yeah. They give her like a little blanket uh, and a pillow. But like, they're just like, let me put you in like the storage locker, essentially. She's a um, Moses of sorts. Yeah, she's fine. She's fine. And then uh, they commiserate. I did not spell that right. But they commiserate the fact. Um, what's this? Commensurate? I don't know what I Commensurate wrote. is another word, oh. which means that something is adequate. Oh, cool. That's not the word I was going for. They commiserate or they talk about the fact they are worse than the ants as images of the poor man's rose flashes in the background. And um, the fact they're like literally holding a girl hostage, right? They're holding an innocent person hostage. Um, so I'm they... wrong. Commensurate means <laughs> corresponding in size or degree. Yep. Definitely not. Also not the word I was trying to use. Close enough. Um, 
Perfect. And then as Poof stresses on finding Pito, he coughs up blood, realizing, um, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but it kind of gives me the vibe that like, realizing something's wrong, right? Realizing something's wrong as he coughs up blood. Um, yeah, I, I think that's more accurate. <laughs> yeah. I think the thing that you had that was a spoiler, I don't think he realizes that. No. I think he just straight up is like, what the <laughs> fuck is yeah. this? Yeah, why am I why am I coughing blood? Um, so little hints of this kind of weird bleeding and coughing and like, you know, I'm not going to call it, like all of us know what it is, but like for those who don't, just coughing and bleeding and, and kind of hinting at something's wrong, something's different, right? I, I think um, it's interesting. Something. So this is a real life symptom of the thing that they're going through right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's interesting because remember, since they were born in uh, the NGL, even their books that were probably very technologically advanced probably didn't talk about this specific topic, which is why someone as well informed as Poof wouldn't know what this is. Did Poof go through like a, like a masterclass on history? He like, read- no, but like, oh. Uh, the penguin did and like spread it to other people and then like Pito read mm. that like entire textbook on human anatomy Okay, but like didn't think like to look into like I don't know post-World War II history yeah. anyways yeah I mean it probably wasn't even important to them because it seemed like their focus was like oh I don't really care it's what's important to to keep the king the king I guess yeah that makes only, sense. only Barbie had been announced but not Oppenheimer yet so they didn't really <laughs> think about it yeah, and th- and now they're getting now they're getting the big Barbenheimer right now. I'm truly too scared to watch it. I don't want to. I don't want that anxiety. Uh, I I was talking to Peter. He saw. It. He said it was pretty. He said it was good, but there's a lot of slow parts. Mm. The drama. A little bit of that. Tommy's giggling. If you can hear Tommy, you can hear yourself in the background giggling. Like a I can't hear him. I can't hear okay. Tommy giggling. Uh, Tommy's close to the mic. Joy so when she was listening to a podcast in the background. <laughs> nope. <laughs> No. Good. Tommy cut out what I just said. <laughs> Tommy, leave everything in that Joe just said, please. Did we ever do the thank the Patreons thing? Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. It. Oh, you did. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was gonna make like not really a joke, but mm-hmm. kind of a joke that the reason why they're coughing up blood is because of tuberculosis, because it's such a common thing in like victorian literature like literally mm-hmm. anytime you see like a main mostly love interest die it's because she's oh, got tv women. it is i always just thought it was a cold and i'm like oh oh she's it's dead now. what they call like consumption back in the day consumption it's consumption. oh megan that's what you were trying to spell consumption consumption <laughs> consumption consumption what's your function the consumption on the fact yeah that's... yeah, yeah that's what you were like, trying to spell Maybe, like, I know it's, like, something completely different, but I do think that the coughing up blood and the, I think it usually is something I feel like it's kind of romanticized in a very morbid way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Throughout, like, no matter what kind of literature where you're reading it from, I don't know why. Maybe it's just, like, you're spewing out your life source Mm. and it's supposed to be so a motive way to die that it really like pounds into the heart like mm-hmm. of the your readers about this death is sad you'll be think, sad because you're dying like this <laughs> i think poof fits the you know very pale waif who is the yeah. archetype of the tubercular woman death <laughs> that's true so then you're, what you're saying is that poof is not doc holiday then 
No. Damn it. He's not goth enough. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, my thing is, why not they just do the Chernobyl route and have that guy in bed? I never saw Chernobyl. You guys need to watch Chernobyl. It's really good. Yeah, it'd be really weird if they encased Poof in a bunch of concrete. I mean, would it be weird, Actually, though? Actually, no, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, would it really be weird? I mean, we've seen some weird stuff so far. I mean, if that happened, I'd just be, okay, that's how you have to kill him. You have to encase him in concrete. <laughs> um, but yeah, I this is where they first say the line that kind of becomes emblematic of this arc of the... Uh, I. I think it's Pom who says this. I know what we're doing is ruthless. We're no different from the ants. No, we are far worse. And um, I think that's something we'll talk a lot more about next episode. But uh, yeah, just that line. Um, there's a lot Oof. there. Lot, lots to unpack with that one. But yeah, no, I do really like that we're finally getting to the 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 thesis of this uh, this this uh, arc. So I'm really happy to explore that tomorrow, or the next time we do the episode, not tomorrow. I don't think we're... I mean, if you watch this a day, then yeah, tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> but you can't wait for tomorrow to watch the next episode. Oh, yeah. all right. Um, let's let's do the manga real quick before we just, like, talk about the the two as a whole. But, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about the um, the differences or what you took uh, shots of, man. Um, so I don't know if maybe I... Maybe I, uh, I'm, I missed... Uh, I really, I don't know. I just really like the expression on UP's face in this one with him, when he him faced off his wolf is like you piece of shit don't get above yourself, and like it's very, very looking cracked out and definitely worse for wear if you know what I'm saying. I also like his helmet. It's kind of cute because it sort of looks like a football player helmet. I think is that that kind of seems like what it was going for. Like maybe that's supposed to be like a he's supposed to be like a a rugby esque player maybe. Like I do feel he's kind of supposed to be like this weird god jock a joth if you will a joth yeah jothry baratheon yeah r.i.p r.i.p um lots of good symbolism like the goongi piece on the ground that's really cute uh the hand doing the i do like the this basic outline like you know how they a lot of like the the, the distant memories they do like the hand drawn things in the anime i kind of like they do it like here they do a base drawing of like oh it's a simple hand and like a really rough sketch of a of Marum playing. Is this motion, is this done in motion in the Hyori Itai ending? I think it might be. I believe so. That might be what I'm thinking of too. Nice. Like so, um, holy sh... I, I don't, have we get to the part, uh, this last one, did we get to that part yet? Yeah, we did. They already found okay. his corpse, yeah. Yeah, very grim. Like I think this one looks a lot more grim than in the anime. Can... Oh yeah, in the manga, he's way more. He's a tiny, shriveled creature. Kind of comes know. like it looks like almost like a toddler dead, and it's like it yeah, feels yes. very eerie. Yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 pathetic and tragic. Yeah, and I think I really think I like. Yeah, that's right. I was gonna say he went from a god of wrath incarnate to dead from something he couldn't have possibly understood or even known about. Or you know that actually, him. huh? Or what? Or Welfin killed him? Yeah. Uh, I think they established. Oh, well, okay. I guess spoilers, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's implied here that Welfin killed him. Um, at at this point in the episode, but like, yeah, I doubt someone just stopped watching at this point. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think you know what happens next, guy. Wait, Sarah, did you keep watching? Uh, I watched like maybe like a couple minutes and I realized, oh, I should stop. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll spoil it yeah. for Sarah. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> We've been spoiling her all. <laughs> we mentioned the dark continent, so we're good. <laughs> that's not a real thing. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's, real. That's I made it up. <laughs> like, like, like the thing is, that is I, 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 since we're on the table, is talking about that. I just assume that uh, that he dropped dead right right after he shot the missiles. Like you know, you know that the joke thing was like he shoots and he just drops out of the sky, and then it looks like they died, but the missiles explode. It's like oh, he just died because well, of the. I think storm. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you you have it, Patrick. You're fine. It's just um, right, no as of this point, we all we know is that Wellfin attacks, and then Yuppie's found dead later. I gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. but, sorry um, about that. Hopefully, didn't spoil that. My bad. No worries. My bad. But yeah, like I, I do like that whole thing, and I guess the the point is like the, the I like the manga thing. It's cute. It's kind of kind of sad, and this cool effect the the classic hair with the weird pattern on it, uh, saying something. I really like that that art style. Like I think Sailor Moon does that a lot. Yeah, like Palm is basically in a background of her hair, which looks like a mist, like a icy mist. It's really cool. It just shows like the otherworldliness of Palm herself, but also the message that she's giving that like she basically knows the king is going to die, which, you know, we had previously talked about like, do they know about the bomb? And like the further we go into this arc, it's like, yeah, how could they not have known about the bomb? But yeah, I, I did want to bring up for the- sure. That makes sense, actually, because she's been. She has most of her memories, I think, right? Like from her past. Is I think she has all of them. I think she has all of them. Yeah, yeah. She's basically just Palm with like a, a thing she, on her. She, she's, she's just, just Palm. Exactly. Oh, God damn it, Joe. Getting some yeah, Barbenheimer. Else she'd be a bomb. Getting some Barbenheimer going on. But yeah, I did like your. I did like that idea that you said, Joe, that the, the, the ants died from something they could never comprehend. And I do like that uh, idea, and it's kind of a reflection on like nature and how how we kill things now, or how stuff dies from dumb things like, uh, say, a rat putting his feet on like electricity, open electricity circuits. Or... Oh yeah, they could never understand. I yeah. can't understand honestly. ACDC would. Do you Back guys know black. how roach motels work? No, no. Isn't it just a sticky trap? No, roach motels are a lot more complicated. I'm not going to explain. Just know that there is a roach motel happening right now, and we'll talk about it next episode. Oh. Do not look up how roach motels work. I don't Google. Yeah, but like, I, I guess like I said, I, I just like that commentary you brought up. That's like, it just really, I used to, I used to never thought of that part of it, but now I'm thinking, I was like, oh yeah, for all their wits and smartness, they never really expected that way to, you know, and how they're like the strongest, like the, the 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 strongest thing that's on this earth, to that we know of, is really fallen to something that's so simple. Really, it's kind of crazy. But I think I we'll lied. talk more about that tomorrow, though. I lied. It is not a Roach Motel. I'm going to look this up. But there's a product that emulates what is happening right now. Alrighty. Um. And this last note. Uh, this is a cool little. The king will be dead in just a few hours, and Palm's doing this. Honestly, Palm looks like she reverted back to her old, her original form, like the non-ant form. Or maybe is that something that she could do before? I don't remember. No, she she's in her ant form still. Like they're just not drawing the scales on her arms. And the only other giveaway is the uh, 
jewel on her head, and it's there, but they showed it slightly smaller. Okay, yeah, because from here it's like pretty small, so I'm not able to see it in detail. But now I can kind of see it. But yeah, it's that's what I was like. Uh, she doesn't look very anti. Is she able to negate that or something? But no, I can see it now. And then it skips to the. I don't think they went to this this cool little thing about the 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 human how human race's cruelty is much more than ants, and we have a lot of uh, a lot of really. I, I guess sort of little sly like references to things in real life, like a line of skulls, the children dying, like the starving to death, uh, the line of people like walking into like a building with guards that are very malnourished, uh, people getting killed by death squads. It's very uh, Tagashi really had a lot of uh, on the nose inspiration for some of these images, and I think there a lot of them are actually, actually real life photographs, right or at least inspired by that. Yeah, some of these are definitely based on real-life photographs. Like, the one of that um, dude getting shot in the head is based on uh, inter- something that happened in the Vietnam War that there's, like, video of. Oh, is that the, is that the one of the... Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, that famous photograph with the guy in the pistol. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, that's sort of what I was getting at as well. And it's very... Uh, Tagashi's getting very uh, meta with this one, for sure. And... I don't know how I feel. I kind of really like it, though. I like the the implication, this whole thesis, the whole thesis of this arc that we'll probably describe more later. But I guess the I, I guess spoilers, I guess, kind of thing we already said it. But like the idea that I mean, Palm just said it, that we're pretty much worse than the we're worse than the ants, pretty much. Yeah, we'll have a lot to say about that next uh, week when that's elaborated on. Oh, geez. Wait, oh, oh, for a second, I thought that was Hebrew on one of the uh, pictures, but it looks to just be numbers. Um, That's probably even worse if it's the photo I'm thinking you're looking at. It is the photo you're thinking of, but it's not on the person's arm. It's on a building, so that could be any number of things. Okay, okay, that's that's fine. I thought there, there's some, I was like, oh, Jesus. But I, I'm I, that's pretty much what he was probably alluding at, though, right? I mean, yes. I, I'm just taking the sub out of subtext. Okay, no worries. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, this pretty honestly, I and I do like the bomb effect going off the rose. It's a little bit more prominent in the manga, but it's probably because they have one frame to do it. And they pretty much spelled out in the manga spoilers: the rose contained poison. So I don't know if that's a I don't think they explicitly said that in the anime. Maybe that was the... Well, they, they haven't said it yet. It starts in the next episode. You're kind of in next episode territory. But that being said, even if it's just a nuclear bomb, you could infer that as as poison too. But um, yeah. there's a twist. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, pretty much that's it for the manga notes. I do like the some of the stuff they did in the manga. I mean, it wasn't like... It was more of like a difference in art style and direction, which I kind of like about the manga. But yeah, it's it's really cool. I like the effects they did, and it's really neat. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Your official art looks slightly different than the images I'm used to. In a way that makes it seem less Togashi and more kind of like American comics. So I'm kind of wondering what caused that difference. But who knows? It might be a Shonen Jump thing, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe just the way they scanned it that week or something. Yeah, because I mean, they they made so many subtle changes between the Shonen Jump and the manga. I mean, even the, they even do that for anime for the the releases for that that they make some subtle changes to it that even 
between an official broadcast versus the a Blu-ray release, or even a stream between Blu-ray is completely different almost. I know JoJo was notorious for that as well, doing like cleanup work and that stuff. But yeah, that's it for the manga notes. Uh, I guess rate those deaths. Um, I guess technically... Uh, UP. Man. That's uh, that's hard, because like, we can talk about the killing versus the death, like that distinction I made last time. Like the the kill, which we don't see, versus like what is the impact of the death. And I, I for me personally, I think this is like a 9 out of 10. I think to see someone who is so powerful and like had come into so much of their own as a result of their interactions, even if they had kind of fallen back into themselves a little bit during their desire for revenge, this character who is so dynamic and so interesting, just die off screen and like in a pathetic way, it's really poignant whether or not you think it is good or bad that he died. It is tragic. Like you can think of someone who's a monster's death as still tragic in the circumstance and like i wouldn't even say he's fully a monster he's he was something else um like fill that in with any details you're looking for but he was a very emotionally powerful figure and i'm sad to see him dead yeah no i mean i mean as we saw throughout the his character building he became this giant jock football like killing machine to oh hey you know what i'm not gonna I'm not going to be this way or I feel like people are worthy opponents and like, Oh, I'll make deals with you. It's like, and like, as a, as an irrational human, irrational person and like seeing, seeing that, that, that build up in the character and seeing where he could go. And the fact that he died from something like that, from the cruelty of humans is really, it's really poignant. It's a really poignant, poignant thing. And it really shows the desperation of humans to, be the 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 superior the 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 thing on top and it's like very very desperate measure sort of stuff and it's a big sadness so i do think i have to go with you with joan being about a nine just because it was so violent or so so sudden and honestly it's probably to me i think it's probably one of the most shocking death deaths in the show to me yeah do you guys think that up's at his fullest when he's at his smallest does that make sense what do you mean by his fullest like, like do you mean at, like the most, most developed i guess like um, as a as a character and as a person because you know how like usually in anime like anything we watch right the bigger something is like it'll you know like the more powerful something is the bigger you get right which technically he was but then like, do you think he's like the most self-actualized in his like tiny state? No, I, I mm-hmm. see what you're saying, kind of. But mm-hmm. I think that his most self-actualized was right before he had the desire for like revenge, mm-hmm. like when he was like beginning to think of humans as equals and thinking yeah. of them in competitive terms. And he's just had a regression ever since he's been worried about like losing the king or things like that. Okay. And he's kind of become like a child again in a certain way, a very angry weird <laughs> chicken man <laughs> child but but yeah that's fair and, and i mean i mean that's and that's interesting because it's like it's goes to show that even though like they maybe they like they just were actually i don't know what point i was making never mind mm-hmm. i had something it, it's gone i i think this death makes more sense and is more imp- like if you watch it from just like I think, Sarah, I want to hear your opinion because technically 
we've kind of spoiled it, but like knowing what you know now, how do you feel about this death? Mm. Like as of this episode specifically. As of this episode, mm-hmm. I feel a lot more sympathetic than I think I would have earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, if he had died like earlier. And I think it's because of the different um like character growth and regression that UP has gone through, it does feel a lot more tragic because like Joe said, at his I think earlier in the arc, um, he went through like basically his um like self-actualization but literally as he became like a piece of himself he regressed so much that it just feels pretty dang sad it's like well this is like where you end up after going through basically your you're kind of realizing your own identity um and now you're kind of just a hollow a smaller version like a piece of yourself where you're so singularly focused on like the king and that's your only aspiration and the way that you die is like separated from him and yeah the fact that his dead body looks like a little baby fetus is, is also <laughs> just kind of hones in like this is kind of messed up how he died yeah. so i would probably give it like a pretty high number i would say i would give it like a like a nine as well yeah i agree i think like and i think knowing like because me now since we agree he's all dead if he had just answered wolfen's question (laughs) he and not gotten angry who knows what his fate would have been but like at this point he's like so he's his character development or his like his want for introspection is like pretty much gone that it led to his like death and I think like you don't even really get an inner monologue you know like with like Pito or like usual people who in a lot of shonen you know a lot of the villains tend to have an inner monologue as they're about to die and he didn't if I recall right it's like you don't really see that and it's just um I don't know. He's the one I like the most out of all the girl <laughs> guards, too, in a sense. So it's like, it's it's pretty sad how he passed away and stuff. Yeah, I think it's both sad and kind of terrifying mm-hmm. because it kind of makes you think, like, what could have done this? Like, even while you're thinking it's Welfin, it, like, doesn't sit well with you, right? Yeah. It's like, even in his weakened state, does this make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I guess, like, that kind of sums up kind of my general thoughts about the episodes. We talked a lot about them, obviously. But just kind of like the introduction of this terror that is unnamed and unknown so far is like this new twist and kind of like asks, like, what is next? What is next? Sarah, do you do you care to guess? Mm, just a lot of people dying, both ants and human alike. Um, probably not gone in Kila and because they got main character uh, armor. <laughs> oh, does gone? Well, I I would assume so. <laughs> <laughs> the nervous laugh. <laughs> yes. 
I mean, I, I I'm trying know. to think of any other like long-term running shonen where the main character died. Like the first character you see, you know, like usually the main character with black hair, brown eyes, because it's supposed to be most relatable to the Japanese audience in terms of looks <laughs> survives till the end. How did Death Note end? <laughs> the main character. Oh shit! Apparently, we only have one minute left. Uh, oh, okay. okay, bye. All right. Well. Uh, a- Anyways, the thing that you shouldn't look up how it works is Borax. Do not look up how Borax works. Okay. Oh. Isn't that that movie by Sasha Baron Cohen? Oh, oh, I know exactly how Borax works. I had a cockroach problem. Yeah, you problem. make Nickelodeon gack out of it. Joe, I had a cockroach problem in college because Tempe's the worst. Oh, I know exactly yeah, you know how, how Borax, Borax works. works. Don't yeah. tell anyone how Borax Got works. You. All right. Uh, so <laughs> My wife close things out thanks you so much everyone for listening to the spirit hunters please hit us up with questions requests or just a chat on our facebook or twitter at spirit hunter pod heads up check us out our patreon.com slash spirit hunter pod and join our public discord we'll be discussing the shit out of hunter hunter yu show and more uh, speaking of Discord, if you want to support us uh, in another way, you can help us out by giving us a written review on Apple Podcasts. Each review gets a service to tens or hundreds more people. And for today's intro and outro themes, they were made by uh, Michael Shingo Crawford and Matt T. Um, respectively. Check them out. See you on the other side. Bye. Don't look up Borax. Or Borat. <laughs>